Hi there, welcome to semester seven, episode three of the IBY's Just Admitted podcast, where former deans and directors of admission give expert insight into the complex college admissions landscape. This season, we're cracking the code, translating common admission speak. This means we'll be decoding and defining some commonly used admissions language and terms. I'm Tasha, your host. I'm an admissions counselor at Ivy Wise, a former international admission officer at USC, and a former assistant director of international admissions at Boston University. My guest today is Chris. He is a former associate dean of admissions at Wesleyan University, and I'll let Chris introduce himself. Hi, Tasha. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad to be here with you today. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. So so today we're going to be tackling um, another one of the commonly used admissions terms uh, that we've been discussing for the last couple of weeks. And this week, we're going to be answering this question. What are grit and fit? Okay, so those are two terms, grit and fit. We use these terms often when we're describing students, um, but what do they actually mean? We're here to really try to answer that today. And we're going to start by defining these terms individually, by providing examples of how you might have heard them used specifically by colleges or maybe by your teachers, discussing how we've heard the terms used in our experiences as college admissions officers ourselves. Then, you know, I definitely want to make sure we take a critical lens and and really take a look at questioning whether these terms are useful, whether they can be useful in certain circumstances and maybe not in others, and discuss other ways of maybe framing these similar concepts. But at the end of the day, uh, this Cracking the Code season is really here for you to better understand these terms in general um, so that you can apply that knowledge toward your, your strategic college application process. So let's tackle grit. Chris, how would you define grit? Wow, there's a lot there. Um, grit is tenacity, it's perseverance, resilience, it's toughness. Um, to use some old tiny words from my generation, it's pluck and metal and moxie. Um, grit gives you traction. Grit is the kitty litter under your tires in a snowstorm. It allows you to hold steady and, and make progress. Um, grit is a a quality that helps you hang in there when things are tough, when when it's hard to to make progress, and, and it helps propel you through the things that you're trying to do through all of your endeavors. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Those were some really great descriptive words. So it's definitely kind of that tenacious quality that a, a person or a student in this case might have. And you can get a sense for grit in so many different ways. But why would colleges care about grit specifically? Why is it something that we're talking about? when it comes to the college application process? Well, college is a, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? It's a transformative experience. Um, college is great. And uh, um, everybody should have the opportunity to have that four year residential educational experience. Um, but college is also hard. It's challenging academically. It can be challenging socially. Um, and and, in, and in, in, in these instances, I think grit is really about how you respond to setbacks. Um, you know, no matter how good a student you were in high school, getting that first C on a paper ever, um, bombing a midterm, um, just feeling overwhelmed with the amount of academic work that you have and the time you have to do it. Um, maybe you're struggling to make authentic connections with your peers. You're feeling out of place. Uh, um, you feel like people go to dinner and, and you don't uh, feel like you belong. Um, grit is one of those characteristics that enable you to keep going and dig in and work a little harder and continue to try. Um, Colleges also value grit in scholarship, in, in the academic work that you do, 
right? That that ability to to grind it out and and dig deep and keep working on a project to run that experiment one more time after 17 consecutive failures, right? Uh, the 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 kind of dogged pursuit of of truth in a, in a philosophy seminar, um, you know, putting in the research, grinding out the senior thesis. Um, Grit also, I think, manifests itself um, in the extracurricular, the co-curricular world, that part of college as well. Um, you know, musicians that are practicing endless hours to, to hone their craft, student leaders who are working all night, staying up, uh, you know, in, in the student government office and working all night to try to affect some positive change on their campuses. Athletes are putting in the time and the energy, um, and they're all demonstrating that tenacity and perseverance. Um, and, and in doing that, they're trying to make a positive contribution to their communities. And so I think that that colleges value grit because it helps students succeed. It helps students persevere. Um, and it also uh, propels students to some of their greatest accomplishments. Absolutely. And, and I really like the way that you started that, Chris, by really highlighting the fact that college is this transformative experience. It's a once in a lifetime experience, but also it's really hard. Right. And especially when we're, ta we're talking about uh, highly selective universities and competitive college admissions, um, you know, college is very multifaceted. We're not just talking about the academic experience, although it's certainly the primary experience. There's also social challenges. There's also going to be, um, you know, so many activities and so many different ways that you can contribute to a community. Uh, but in that, there's going to be a lot of time management. There's going to be a lot of um, organizational skills you'll need to learn and, and a lot of, um, you know, as Chris said, potential setbacks, but with those setbacks, opportunities to rise above. And in order to do that, I think that, uh, you know, your typical human being needs to have a certain amount of grit to know how to do that. And colleges want to make sure that they're selecting students who they feel confident have the capacity to rise above those challenges and continue to persevere. So absolutely, I think that's really at the root of why colleges care about this um, seemingly nuanced term, this moxie, this grit. Um, okay, so we understand why it's important now, but why, sh or excuse me, Okay, so we understand why it's important, but how can a student actually demonstrate grit on their application? How can they um, show that they do have this perseverance and that they have what it takes? Yeah, it's such a, a nuanced quality in some ways, and yet you know you you want to be able to um, really concretely concretely illustrate it um, uh, in your application if it's uh, if it's part of of what you're trying to get colleges to know about you. So it can really come through an application in, in a variety of ways. Um, it can be part of the narrative that the student shares through their personal statement or through an interview. Um, uh, it can be a quality that teachers and and counselors comment on in their recommendations. Um, you know, I think it's really important to note that grit as a trait isn't necessarily referred to in these instances, right? Yeah, I, I you know, but rather anecdotes that are used and examples that are given um, that convey the resilience and the pluck of the student. Um, I've never read an essay that says, I am gritty. You know, it's never come across my desk and I don't really want to know the number of essays that I've read in my professional life. Um, but I have read thousands that tell a story of perseverance and, and toughness. Um, both mental and physical. Um, you know, students have, have shared 
all kinds of stories through their their essays that really are about that grit that they've had to, to utilize to be successful in, in a variety of different situations. Very you know, incredibly challenging wilderness experiences, dealing with a family member with a debilitating illness or mental health difference, um, balancing five AP classes with being the caretaker of two younger siblings every day after school, um, running the Los Angeles Marathon, for that matter, right? It, it, it takes some grit. Um, Working your way from a C minus in the first quarter to a B plus for the year in a really hard class requires grit. Um, So these are just the kind of few examples of the kinds of experiences that require and demonstrate uh, grit um, in responding to adversity, right? Responding to setbacks, as Tasha said earlier. And do all competitive students necessarily have to demonstrate grit? You know, some of these examples you gave are a little more extreme than others. And of course, all students experience, you know, some setbacks in high school, whether it's in their academics or in their personal lives. But, you know, do students necessarily have to find something where they feel like they're able to prove their perseverance? No, I don't think so. I I, I don't believe that, that it's a necessary element of every student's application a, at all. Um, everybody shows some grit from time to time. Um, it's not necessarily going to fit into everyone's application. Um, if it's not essential to the story that they're trying to tell. Um, for other students, though, it is a central part of their lived experience and is much more prevalent um, and an even crucial part of their narrative. Uh, uh, you know, as the Common App says, it is so central to their identity that their application would be incomplete without it. Right? That's one of the one of the prompts uh, for your Common Application essay, and uh, that doesn't mean it's a requirement by any means. And I know of no reading rubric at any particular college that rates applicants that way. Um, grit is a valuable characteristic, and all students possess it to some degree, and you'll rely on it multiple times over the course of your college career. Um, but it doesn't need to be a central component of your college application. For some students, though, demonstration of real grit is an important component of their application. Um, Because selective colleges utilize a holistic process in evaluating students, some applicants are seen as incredibly compelling personally um, with life stories and experiences that profoundly shape their perspectives and other community members can benefit from that. Um, but their academic preparation falls below the bar, maybe from a lack of opportunities or some other mitigating factor. And in these scenarios, admission officers who are really drawn to this compelling personal story will look for evidence of the grit necessary to struggle and persevere academically. Uh, and then they'll weigh those academic risks against the positive presence that the student brings. And, and grit will be a big factor in, in the decisions that are made on, on those sorts of applications. And so if we were to map grit uh, on the on the kinds of um, hard factors and soft factors that we describe, which make up the college admissions rubric, where would grit fall? It's funny because grit is innately hard, right? It's a it's a it's an abrasive, hard substance, but it's definitely a, a soft factor. It's not measurable by a standardized test. It's not um, evaluated by a teacher and given a letter grade or a number grade. Um, It's absolutely a soft factor in that regard. It's a personal characteristic um, that speaks directly to a student's ability to, again, respond to setbacks, to be successful, um, and to dig in uh, when necessary. So grit, uh, ironically, is quite a soft factor. Absolutely. I like how you how you tackled the the reality of the physical nature of that word grit. I think of uh, gravel. I, I like to gravel bike. I think it's like a gritty, <laughs> a gritty <laughs> thing. When I say the word grit, I think of gravel biking, um, and it's definitely difficult, both 
in in the sense that it's challenging, but also that it's a literally hard hard surface. Uh, but grit is something that you demonstrate through your soft factors, right? So through those other factors, like Chris said, essays, uh, potentially through interviews or other parts of your application that are qualitative in nature um, and not, you know, through your grades necessarily. Although, of course, <clears throat> your grit can be demonstrated through a combination of hard and soft factors, right? So the ways in which your uh, hard factors have potentially, um, or you've potentially had a challenge in your academics, but then been able to rise above it and demonstrate an ultimate improvement uh, through through that hard factor. Yeah, I mean, as an application reader, you might be looking at a transcript that provides you with quarter grades in addition to a final grade, and you see that in that AP Physics class um, that that first quarter grade was not so hot, and the second quarter grade was a little better, and et cetera, et cetera. And you've also um, had the wherewithal to ask that teacher for a recommendation precisely because of the grit that you evinced and the success that you ultimately found in that class. And there you see parallel things, right? You have sort of a hard factor of a grade improving, and then you have a soft factor of the teacher commenting on the grit and the hard work and the perseverance that the student put in to ultimately attain that much better mark. So I think we've spent just about enough time on grit for now, but we're going to put a pin on it because we are going to come back to it at the end to try to better understand why we talk about these terms together. But let's shift over to try to tackle fit. Okay, definition first. What is fit? Wow, I don't know that there's a, a hard and fast definition that I can lay on you other than looking something up in Merriam-Webster. Um, because I think fit comes in a variety of ways. I think it comes in several forms, and I think they're all really important pieces of the puzzle. Um, fit cuts both ways. I think that's another thing to remember. It's both students looking for fit in a college, and it's college admission officers looking for students who fit well with their institution. Um, and again, these are all really important parts of the puzzle. Um, academic fit is really about how your intellectual interests and your aspirations align with an institution's programs their majors, their other academic opportunities that they have, like research, study abroad, internships. Um, and that might mean unique or really strong programs in a particular discipline or area that match your already defined interests. On the other hand, fit might be academic flexibility that allows for a student who's undecided to truly explore and, and experiment with a curriculum and try to discover the things that they're most excited about intellectually. Interdisciplinary work and double majoring would all be parts of that kind of exploratory approach to, uh, to, to an academic experience. Um, social fit can be about location, the size of a school, um, or more subtly, an ethos that matches your values and sense of community. Um, sometimes fit is just a vibe. Sometimes fit is just that nuanced, abstract feeling you get about a school when you have boots on the ground. You're walking around campus and you're feeling that energy that's coming from the students, from the faculty, from the campus. Um, and I would argue that all three of these are pretty important uh, considerations in choosing a college. Yeah, I think most folks would agree with you. Um, maybe easy for me to say as a fellow college admissions expert, but I do think that having that that sense of fit, a vibe, I know we, we overuse that word so much these days, but I think it's a useful word to think about that nuanced, abstract sense of belonging that you might feel uh, even as, as a high school student, as you're thinking about hypothetically attending a school. 
Um, and, and, and I really want to highlight and just go back to what Chris said to, to begin that definition that is just very, very important is that fit goes both ways. So it, it is not just whether you are uh, the right fit for an institution, but also whether that institution is the right fit for you. And part of figuring that out is really figuring out what your priorities are as a student in your college search process. So one of the first things that we do with college students that we start working with here at Ivy Wise is um, understanding what they're looking for. What are their priorities beyond, you know, of course, understanding who they are as students and learning about their academic profiles and backgrounds and histories, as well as extracurricular and personal, we also want to understand what they're looking for. Do they want to go to a very, very large athletically focused university uh, in the Southeast, or actually they want to stay close to home and go to a very small liberal arts college in the Northwest? So those are just examples of uh, some extremes of, you know, geographic diversity or, you know, size preferences that students might be looking for. And that all seems pretty obvious, but actually you might not know what you actually like until you visit a school physically, like Chris said, boots on the ground. You might have a sense of what you think you're looking for and then maybe even change your mind. But that's all to say that whether an institution fits you as a student is just as important as whether you fit the institution, right? And again, it's nuanced, it's a vibe, but I think most students know, um, ultimately, they can really feel it in their guts. All right, so how can students demonstrate fit on their application? Well, I thought when I used vibe, I was being kind of hip, you know, I have kids and thought I was just keeping up with the Joneses here, but I guess it's overused, I'll, I'll find another one moving forward. Um, uh, you know, how do students demonstrate fit on their applications? Colleges are, are looking for fit as well. Um, and very often they'll use their supplemental essays to assess that. Um, so if you're applying to a particular college within a university, you may need to explain your interest in that academic area in general or that program in particular. Um, supplemental essay questions like, why are you applying to College X? Are clear opportunities to discuss the fit you see with that school or Here's a quote from our one of here's a quote from our founder. How do your values align with it? Right? These are clear opportunities where the institution is saying, here's what we're about. How do you align with that? How do you fit in the context of how we see our institution? Um, additionally, your, your activities list can suggest a good fit. If the things you're invested in time and energy in, uh, those activities that are your passions reflect the strengths and values and goals of an institution. And touching on any of these topics during interview will further evince to the committee that the fit they may sense or see in the application is in fact quite genuine. Um, and this is really a, a place where an IVWISE counselor and the counseling team are incredibly valuable. The breadth and depth of expertise among the IVWISE counselors really guides students in answering these questions that are geared towards how you fit with an institution um, with an attention to detail that really does stand out in the process. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, I would definitely agree that there are a lot of ways that, that students are able to do that. Um, and if you're applying to a particular college within a university, a particular school, um, there's even more ways that you can be as specific as possible. How would you determine that a student is not the right fit? I can't tell you the number of times sitting around the committee table um, that somebody would raise the question of, you know, is this student a particularly good fit? And one of the things that we always tried to bear in mind was they applied. So they see some fit here in some way, shape or form, right? They've chosen to apply to my institution. So they see some kind of fit. Um, 
Still, admission committees are looking at this question. Um, and, and as an admission officer, there, there can be clues in the application that indicate a poor fit for a student. Um, a student, for example, who is strongly interested in business and finance. It's the intended major. Most of the activities are in that realm and they want to be in a location that gives them access to internships during the academic year, uh, is likely not a good fit for a rural Midwestern liberal arts college that offers an economics major, right? Um, on a campus that really prides itself on being open-minded and whose students prize discourse and engagement, um, teacher reps that consistently note a student's unwillingness to engage and appreciate others' points of view might not fit well in either the classroom or the dorm. Um, and so there are elements of the application, uh, I, I think of, uh, of them as, as often having a synergy, and that can be a very positive synergy where different parts of the application come together to really paint a cogent picture. And sometimes parts of the application clash a little bit, and sometimes that's a little bit of a clue about, uh, uh, about what the fit might be. Yeah, I think that's a classic one, Chris, is, is um, you know, students who are interested in really professional majors, you know, they're interested in gaining uh, professional experience during the school year, um, and then they're applying to, you know, a, an institution that maybe has more liberal arts academic focused majors and is located somewhere where access to internships is probably only going to be available during the summer. And I think um, that's something that we see quite a bit. Um, and that usually indicates that a student is probably just trying to cast a wider net. They're probably trying to make sure that they um, that they're applying to a range of schools and have a balanced college list, which I would actually really encourage. It is really important that you're casting uh, a wide enough net to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. That said, uh, you want to make sure that your application still matches and aligns with uh, kind of the bigger nuts and bolts of the institutions to which you're applying. So yeah, I think I think that was a really great way of summing it up. And fit fit can be, you know, it can be a little bit nuanced as well as grit, but I think ultimately um, is something that admissions officers are really looking for. Is there only one college though that a student might be the right fit for ultimately? Chris, what do you have to say about that? No. Oh, did you want a little more? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great if you can land on your dream school and find that place that just pushes all the buttons and you're just totally elated and thrilled about. Um, and, and clearly to have a top choice uh, in your college search can be really clarifying in terms of how you approach the process and an early, an early strategy and things like that. Um, but there are a number of places where you can thrive and have a great four-year experience. And, and I think this is another area where IVYs can really help students in expanding the list of schools to research and learn about and ensuring that they span that really critical reach, target, and likely category. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of students say, I just want to go to the best school I get into, right? That's, that's my goal. And that's a legitimate goal. That's totally fair. You want to be academically challenged. You want to go to a place that people recognize that helps you achieve the next milestones in your life. Um, and if your list is comprised of those reach, target, and likely schools, uh, and they've all passed your fit test, um, then I think the odds of having a great college career are pretty strong. And so um, I think it's really important to remember that there are a number of places that you can pursue your passions and your dreams. Uh, they, they might not all be the same. Um, they have commonalities and they have differences. Uh, but uh, um, I think it's really critical in, in a college search, especially given how competitive the landscape has become, um, that students uh, understand that there is only, you know, there, there are lots of places where they can 
have a really terrific uh, educational experience. Yes, I definitely always lead with that when I'm working with students. I lead with the fact that everything is going to be okay, that no matter what happens, you know, they are going to end up somewhere and they're going to pursue what they're interested in. And, you know, even if it includes changes or shifts in majors and schools and colleges, even in universities, you know, it is all going to work out. And so um, I, I joke with students that, you know, who are really, 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 um, you know, pursuing a particular university or who maybe are really, really focused on going to, you know, the best of the best, as as Chris said, um, and try to really kind of walk them back a little bit and and help like broaden their horizons and help them consider that there are so many options. You know, there are thousands of colleges and universities in the U.S., um, you know, and then if you're looking beyond the U.S., even more options. Uh, but all to say that, you know, there's no way that there would only be one place where, uh, you know, you would quote unquote fit, right? That the odds of that are just really, really, really inconceivable. Um, and so I try to encourage students who are really fixated on just one place, of course, to reach for the stars. And, you know, if, if, if I feel comfortable with making that recommendation, supporting an application, then of course, you know, I'll support it. But ultimately, you know, making sure that they do feel comfortable with some of those or with all of the colleges on their target and likely list as well, um, and feeling confident that it is possible to fit in some of those other colleges uh, and not just in the number one, right? Um, just so students can feel confident and excited going into the process um, and not fixated on, on any one place. So we've we've tackled fit mostly, I think, but now I, I am curious to hear your perspective, Chris, on why you think we might talk about these terms together, besides the fact, of course, that they rhyme. Well, um, I, I think they, they go together in part because um, Grit's a, a, a part of what you're going to use in college. And I think schools want to see, um, you know, how you're going to fit into that environment and how you're going to apply yourself. But uh, I think mostly it's because they run. Um, and that's why we tend to talk about them in, in, in the same, uh, at, at the same time. Um, you know, here we are, we're cracking the code, right? So we're here to talk about, you know, are these helpful terms? Are these things that uh, you understand? And, and uh, um, you know, this is a, a business uh, that is just filled with, acronyms and, and vernacular and, and odd phrases, um, uh, ED versus EA, need blind admission, test optional and test blind, right? Compared to these, uh, these, these kinds of phrases, I feel like grit and fit, um, you know, if we're talking about cracking the code, grit and fit is closer to the Cracker Jack box code. Um, and, and these other ones are more like NSA stuff, right? Um, grit is such an evocative term. Um, you know what it is. You know what it feels like and what it does. Um, and hopefully now you know a little bit more about why colleges look for it and, and how to show it. Um, and fit is a term that I think is is appropriate as well. Um, uh, it's to the point. It conjures this sort of hand glove illusion, right? Um, and uh, and again, I hope that you have a better sense now of how to look for it in a college and and how to show it uh, when you're applying. Yeah, you know, I think we do talk about them together mostly because they rhyme. <laughs> Uh, but I do think it's it's interesting to think about why why we do that kind of why it's a package deal uh, in a lot of ways even if they're two separate terms with separate meanings and applications. I do think that um, you know often as as application readers, 
uh, we're maybe able to to see fit or to assess fit via a student script um, and vice versa in some cases, but not always. So I, I do think that there's a way that they they might go hand in hand in uh, an application reader's review of an applicant or in the way that an applicant uh, strategizes and creates their application, uh, but not necessarily. Well, I think that's absolutely right and and fair. And I just want to you know go back to some of the things we said a little bit earlier, which is you don't have to make grit a central part of your application, right? So don't want to leave you with the idea that grit and fit are the things that you need to be focusing on. Fit, absolutely. And grit, again, if it's part of your personal narrative, if it really has played a role in your successes and how you've gotten to where you've gotten to, um, how you've dealt with adversity, uh, I think those are all really important parts of students' uh, lived experiences. Um, but it might not be part of the narrative that you need to share with colleges through your application. Um, so I just think it's important to reiterate that, that students don't feel like they have to find a place to insert grit if that's not the story they're trying to tell about themselves. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Uh, but with that, I think I think that just about wraps up this episode of Just Admit It. Next up, we'll try to make sure listeners understand the differences between some of these terms Chris actually just brought up earlier uh, with different early action options. So we'll be answering the following questions. What's the difference between restrictive early action and single choice early action? And why go early action in the first place? In the meantime, you can catch up on all of our previous episodes by visiting our podcast page and be sure to bookmark our knowledge base for additional help with navigating the complex and competitive admissions process. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover in the next semester, please email us at podcast at ivywise.com. And don't forget to follow us on socials for more resources on the higher ed landscape. You can find us at follow ivywise. Thanks so much. And from Ivy Wise, I'm your host, Tasha, and this has been Just Admit It. See you next time. Bye.